0: on the field inside the clubhouse and everything in between this is brewers weekly
1: here's dominic catronio hello 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 i hope we saw you in person yesterday at dugout 54 i'm dominic catronio if you didn't catch it don't worry we've got it everywhere you could ever find it thanks for joining us here tonight brewers weekly man brewers on the front of the mind for the first time In a very long time, it feels like. This is just a, there's energy in this city again for Brewers Baseball, and last night certainly proved that. Uh, If you're not familiar with what we're talking about, we had the free event yesterday that we've been teasing the last couple of weeks, Hot Stove, Cold Brews at Dugout 54. Uh, Man, the crowd was awesome, so we're, let me give you the rundown of today's show real quick. We're going to have a lot of audio from that show, obviously the guys in the panel, myself and Greg Matzik, and Uh, The list of guys that, you know, I think the Brewers. They put on a top-notch event for us. They helped us out, and uh, I think everybody really enjoyed it. The fans really enjoyed it. We'll get into your reactions as well from this event and what you want to see moving forward. Uh, We will, yes, talk about Willie Adamas and talk about extensions. We will talk about Corbin Burns briefly because there's not much news there, but let's just start piecing together because you blink, and all of a sudden, hey, I mean, it's... It's here. I mean, we're less than a month away from spring training beginning. And I was joking with Gabe Neitzel, one of our teammates over at 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee. We were just looking ahead at the schedule if we wanted to catch up and have time. Like, well, I'm out of town next weekend, and he's got this, and I'm out of town the following weekend. And I'm like, wait a minute. I've got one more open weekend. I've got this weekend, and then I've got another weekend in two weeks. And then it's baseball season for me. (laughs) So uh, I probably should get out a little bit. It's here. I mean, where did the offseason go? This is absolutely bonkers. Uh, I can't wait to see everybody down in Phoenix as well, my hometown. And uh, love headed down to American Family Fields of Phoenix out in Maryvale. And uh, it should be a great time down there. Talk a little World Baseball Classic today. Uh, We got news yesterday about Willie and Freddie trying to maybe potentially be on Team Dominican Republic. They're in the final stages of that. They're going to make the decision hopefully by the end of the week, they say. And we'll give you a quick rundown of what things look like for Team DR and for Team USA. And remember, Devin Williams is going to be on Team USA. We learned that Rowdy Telez and also Luis Urias is going to be playing with his brother, Ramon. going to be playing for Team Mexico. So that'll be a lot of fun as well. Uh, and addressing some other notes and news from the uh, World Baseball Classic due to come up and uh, hopefully... You guys enjoy it. So as we get going here, I do want to take a moment to just kind of sit back and smile because we're going to talk a lot about, you know, contracts and pay the man and, you know, looking ahead and like starting to get in some real nitty gritty baseball here. But to start things out, I just want to have this little palate cleanser, if you will, of what the day was like and the non-baseball conversations that we were having. So a little fun with this. Myself... Greg Matzik. We aired this this morning on uh, Wisconsin's Morning News. This is uh, the highlights that really don't have to do with baseball from last night's Hot Stove and Cold Brews.
0: Welcome in to Hot Stove Cold Brews, everybody. To Aaron Ashby joining us at the stage. Really? I've actually I've actually been told that I look like Ryan Brown. A little bit,
2: time. yeah. yeah. worse people to look like, so... <laughs>
0: I was throwing some really, really good knuckleballs, <laughs> so
2: it might be something that we eventually look at. Garrett Mitchell, Sal Relic, joining us. Best hair on the team. Uh, this is not a light, lightly handed out award. Are we allowed to hand that award? Uh, we, we should be the ones handing out that award. <laughs> we are the only ones who should <laughs> hand out that award. I had to switch a
0: part to the left side and it was getting... I cut it. I buzzed it when I went home. Well, oh, tell
2: geez. me what that's about. I have no idea. And uh, help impact the team. Again, yeah, don't leave out the point about, you know,
3: demolishing the dreams of the Cubs, by the way, right? That, that was a pretty cool thing, too, right? It <laughs>
2: was awesome.
3: The pride of Fredonia. <laughs> Owen Miller. I got I a shot of Jameson, too.
1: Oh, good uh, man. That,
2: that, I had to take that, obviously. Uh, being in Wisconsin.
1: Yeah. Any, any yeah. bar dice? Anything else going
4: on over there? You know?
3: <laughs> I, I wish. I wish. Brewers general manager Matt Arnold. A celebrity right.
4: bartender as well. Yeah, yeah I've tried, tried my hardest out there. I'm usually on the other side of the bar. So. in the scene
1: of Brad Pitt
4: and Jonah Hill like, yes, got the guy. That's Is that happening? Oh, Can yeah. we imagine that's happening? Absolutely. <laughs> We're high-fiving like crazy. I'm, I mean, every time I get, whether it was me or David running back and forth between each other's office, high-five. Brewers, man. Craig Council. Willie and Freddie and I haven't found each other around the world right now, because I was, I was in the Dominican with him and uh, was in Arizona with him and and now in Milwaukee with him. So it was I, I, it was great. We got to go to uh, Freddie's home, spent some time with his mom and dad and his brother. Yeah, we, we showed him some little things that he probably never seen before. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Greg Matzik.
2: He's Dom Catronio. Thank you for being a part of our program tonight at Dugout 54.
1: That was a lot of fun, and I just want to, again, express my thanks to the guys, to Craig Council, to Matt Arnold, to Garrett Mitchell, to Sal Freelich, to Willie Adamas, to Freddie Peralta, to Owen Miller, and to Aaron Ashby, to everybody with the Brewers, Ken Spindler, Mike Vasalo, Andrew Grumman, uh, the list goes on, Tyler Barnes, uh, Rick Schlesinger, everybody put on a top-notch event for the fans, and for uh, us on the WTMJ side. So thank you so much. And for everyone that was there, we're going to talk a little bit more about it. We're going to get into the actual quotes of this. I want to hear from you as well. Uh, 855-616-1620 if you're with us live right now. If you were at the event, if you were thinking about going, you're on the fence, or if you got stuck on the outside looking in, given it was a very busy event in a small venue, 855-616-1620. That's the Old National Bank talk and text line. Old National Bank, get old. One more time. 855 616 one six twenty. You can call. Love to hear from you. You can text. I'll read it here on the air as well. We'll be with you all the way till 9 o'clock here. Don't go anywhere. We're just getting rolling on Brewers Weekly. Back with more Brewers Weekly after this. Welcome back, Brewers Weekly. I'm Dominic Catronio. We had a great time last night at Dugout 54. We're going to get into some of the audio from the live panel that we had. And we're going to talk Willie Adamas a little bit later on in the show, extension talks and things of that nature. Some big news, at least from Willie's side of things, on that regard. But uh, I just want to start with the the man in charge, Matt Arnold. Uh, This was one of his first forward-facing moments with fans since he got the job. Uh, Obviously, we've talked to him in the media, but this is his first chance to actually intermingle, put a smile on his face, talk to folks one-on-one. And I will say, I'm I'm a fan of Matt Arnold. I think he's a great guy. I think he's a good fit for the role. And he's a people person. He's a great dude. And, you know, seeing him behind the bar, serving up drinks, serving up whatever you needed. Somebody ordered, like, the birthday cake drink, which I think was a little excessive, but it is what it is. Uh, he was great. I, I He understood that he was going to get peppered with Corbin Burns' questions, with Brandon Woodruff' questions, with Willie Adamas' questions. And I get that. Look. You can admire, you can ask the question, right? My motto is the worst they can say is no, right? And if you're going to ask him and understand, like, hey, he's probably not going to actually say anything here, and then he doesn't actually say anything, hey, you know what? At least he asked. And that's that's what the media scrum was like with him pregame. Uh, and I will say, too, we had uh, a media scrum with, with Matt Arnold and Craig Council before we talked with Willie Adamas. And we'll get into more of that stuff later. But this is from the live panel that we had. And I really love this answer when we asked him about, you know, the future and trying to make sure that the payroll makes sense. And I know folks have their, uh, Premonitions about how the brewers spend their money and that they're cheap, which is, you know, I, I will continue to explain it's not that simple. But this was uh, what Matt Arnold had to say about, you know, the brewers' payroll habits and what their spending looks like.
2: Matt, what are your greatest challenges in in assembling a roster that that's highly competitive and the brewers have been for a number of years, uh, but also with the understanding that you don't have a Dodgers payroll of near 300 million dollars it's just different that's the
3: reality of baseball thank goodness for revenue sharing but it does bring on added challenges I'm sure
4: yeah I think that's right I mean honestly the biggest challenge for us is we absolutely want to try to win uh, we, we've set these standards very high and I think that's that's on us you know we, we missed the playoffs by one game last year and, and nobody's happy about that right and so every day we want to make the team better at the same time we have to be responsible we want to put a good team out, out on the field for a very long time too and so it's a balance of those times of types of, uh, of, of challenges for us especially in our market uh, we're never going to make any excuses though. we want to put a good team on the field
1: never gonna make any excuses we're gonna put a good team on the field what more could I mean look You can choose not to believe it. That's your call. I'm fine with that. But the dudes out here in front of 600 Brewers fans and even more listening or listening to the podcast after the fact, which is available on Apple Podcasts and WTMJ right now if you want to listen to the entirety of the live program, he's saying, look, we know. We hear you. You are recognized. And that's a good thing. Keep that up. The synergy between a fan base that is enjoying winning and enjoying this window with three bona fide superstars, Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, and Willie Adamas, and Christian Yelich. I mean, he's still a very household name, let's call it four. When you have pressure applied from the fan base, and it's realistic pressure, right? Look, everyone could say, oh, we want to win the World Series. Like, the Brewers are in a window right now where they're a piece or two away, a bounce or two away from having a run like the Phillies and making it to the World Series 2017, you know, so close. 2018, one game away. 2019, a bad bounce, and then they're out. Uh, 2020 was weird for everybody. 2021, you know, there's there's a lot of factors at hand there. The Brewers had a pretty good team in 2021, and then we saw what happened in August last year. So now, Matt Arnold, in his first offseason at the helm, understanding that, okay, we've got to make the team better. He didn't tear it down, and I will sit here and say, I believe the team got better. Not, not astronomically better, but the team got better. And you've added William Contreras and a great deal there. You've added uh, depth. Now, the Brian Anderson deal is not yet official. We'll t- touch on that a little bit later. That's not yet official if that actually comes down to it. But you look at Jesse Winker's a great candidate for a bounce back year. Uh, you've now got Abraham Toro can play all over the place. He's a good utility bat. Owen Miller can play all over the place as a utility bat. And you've got the young kids on the way up. Garrett Mitchell is probably going to be the opening day center fielder. Uh, I'd be shocked if he wasn't. And then you've still got Sal Frelick ready to come up. And you've still got Joey Weimer. who's going to be starting the year in AAA most likely. Sal Frelick will probably start in AAA too. Jackson Trudio, more on the prospect rankings. Uh, he's the number three prospect in the land now. So the Brewers are in a very good spot right now. I, I know the hater trade was a bad taste in a lot of folks' mouth in August. But hey... Here we are, January 19th, 2023. It's move. Let's move on. It's over. Okay? This team is darn good. This team is really darn good. And if you're going to sit here and complain and put your hands, you know, sit on your hands, you might be missing out on a really fun summer. I'm going to tell you that right now. Is it going to be perfect? No. Are they going to lose games? Yes. Should they win 90 games? I think so. I think this team right now, as it's constructed, can win 90 games. And it doesn't mean they're not going to add anybody coming up in the deadline as well. And the big topic with Matt Arnold, of course. We talked about it with him before the show. We talked about it during the show. Uh, Corbin Burns, the arbitration case, where does it stand? How do things look? When we last got off the air, uh, we were here last Friday, the day of arbitration day. We did not know the exchange terms yet between Corbin Burns and the Brewers, and we learned after the fact that the Brewers submitted... 10.01 million, whereas Burns submitted 10.75 million, meaning Burns submitted a number that he would make less money than Brandon Woodruff this season. Granted, Woodruff was a Super Two, so he's got that extra year already ahead of Burns in his technically his third year of arbitration, but Burns is going to make less money most likely this year, unless there's a new contract that comes out here in the next couple of days. Uh, until they have all the way through up until spring training, and then the hearing dates, we'll, we'll hear more about that if they're going to take it to court. And then even then, we've heard stories about hearings being settled at the courtroom door and then they say all right we don't need to go in here anymore so that still can happen but here's what matt arnold had to say about this thing staying with arbitration with corbin
4: corbin's a a big part of our team right now and and look he's he's earned this opportunity to go through this process we hope he's a brewer a long time he's from my hometown like i care deeply about this guy um i'm a huge fan of this guy and i hope he's in a brewer's uniform for a very long time
1: and folks are instantly going to say oh hope is different than actions that's fair but it just takes one signature on the dotted line for everything to change. I know that folks are mad about pay and you know, you scroll Twitter for too long you're going to see a lot of negativity. I'm trying to spread some positivity, man. Just because he's not signed today doesn't mean he's not going to sign by spring training. Doesn't mean he's not going to maybe have something else change. I don't know what's going to happen. I truly do not know. I'm just being honest. But let's let it play out. Enjoy Corbin while he's here. If he gets... Uh, you know, two months or two years here, so be it. And then they let him walk. It is what it is. I don't know if they'd trade him. I don't want to sit here and say, oh yeah, they definitely won't trade him after we saw Josh Hader get traded last year. I hope they've they've learned their lesson. But I still think this team is really effective as they move forward with Corbin, with Woodruff, with Peralta, with Ashby, with Lauer, with Miley. It's a pretty darn good rotation. Just saying, don't abandon ship yet. Good stuff coming. Uh, let's talk Willie Adamas in the next segment. Let's talk about the extension. Let's talk about Willie's comments as well. Don't go anywhere. Just getting rolling here on Brewers Weekly. y'all are lighting up the uh, old national bank talk and text line 855-616-1620 again 855-616-1620 old national bank get old Uh, i want to get to a texter doug Uh, thanks for coming yesterday doug by the way Uh, we're going to try to get you on here in just a second i know the connection's been a little iffy but doug reads reads here. I love Willie Adamas. He has a great sense of humor. And When he joked about hitting 35 home runs, I think he will. This team's not getting enough respect. I agree, Doug. I'll hear from you in just a second. Uh, James has been waiting through the break. James on the south side wants to talk a little. Corbin Burns before we wrap that up. James, you're live on Brewers Weekly.
0: Yes, I am. I think you've given all these position players and everything else that you brought in and everything else, uh, all this money and now you're trying to take uh, carbon burns here and uh, arbitration and stuff, and try to squeeze him and say he's less, he's worth, uh, he's worth worth less than whatever else. And I think he's, I think he's got, should be a good ten and a half or or eleven million dollars a year. And if he ain't get going to get it, uh, I think I'd walk. Uh, I think the, the 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 biggest thing I think uh, that happened last year was Josh Hader, and I think Josh Hader said it best, is when. The Brewers just want to show. They want to just have their name out and and just make it into the playoffs. And he said, "Well, I'm going with a team that's going to win it all, going all the way." And I don't think the Brewers are really that way these days. I think that they're just going to just want to be na- just want to be in the show there and and their name spoken. And that's that that to me or any of the other people that are buying these 10 and 20 or 30 game or 40 game package type of deals is like well hey i'm i I want to watch a team that wants to go all the way i don't want to watch a team that just wants to make just show you know be in a show type of thing here and that and i think that if Colvin Burns doesn't get what he wants, I think he should walk. I, I really do. I mean, the brewer, the brewer, the Brewers got enough money, and the Brewers okay. They're a small, small market team, but I think he, him and and his uh his uh, uh the other pitcher there too. I think that they're worth the they're money that they should be paid.
1: Yeah, I I, I agree. The, I agree. They they know their worth, and that's why. They've earned uh, this arbitration process. Thanks so much for the call, James. I agree with you that Burns is worth more than what the numbers have been put up, uh, but this is part of the process, right? You earn arbitration by being a good player for three years of service time that the team now says, all right, you've earned this arbitration. You can go through the process. And I really liked what Matt Arnold said there where he said, look, he has earned the right to go through this. Now, they can disagree. and He says, you know what? I am worth, I am putting my foot down. I am worth more than this. And if the Brewers fired for that low, you know what? They may come around to their senses because I don't know how they would win that case personally given he was projected, projected to make $11.4 million, and the Brewers offering a million less. And for him to even still be less than Brandon Woodruff, if they actually go to a hearing, I would be stunned if Corbin Burns lost that case personally. But let's let it play out. Uh, he's still got two years of control. He is going to be pitching for the Brewers this year. You know, this this is just a small blip on the radar and we'll be laughing about it in June however this ends up. So, uh, Doug, you've been waiting patiently. We're going to test out the connection here. Doug and Baraboo live here on Brewers Weekly.
3: Yeah, Dom. Yeah. It was uh, what an enjoyable night. My wife and I uh, drove down from Baraboo. We stayed overnight. Uh, of course, uh, we got there early. We had a table right up front. We got the high-five with the, with the young brewers and uh, we, with Freddie. And uh, it was just an amazing night. We got to meet and, and talk to you. And and Greg and I know there's another there's another Doug Dom that uh, Texas in and uh, I usually call in so there's two Dugs kind of out there I know it uh, gets confusing sometimes but what a, what an enjoyable night and and what a way to uh, kick off the uh, the early early part of the season you know I go I'm an old timer I go back to the beginning of the Brewers and actually back into the Braves. Uh, but uh, we we just we just enjoyed it so much. Thank
1: you. That's awesome. Thank you so much for hopping on the line here, Doug, and thanks for driving down here. I mean, from Baraboo, how about it? Get excited, catch the fever. It's going to be sweet. So, uh, thanks to both you guys. And you're right. I, I'm looking at the text line. It you know, it may be just a misnomer here, Doug. So that sometimes our text line can automatically you know name. People And it assumed it was Doug and Baraboo, and I don't think those numbers lined up. So it's all good. Uh, so thank you to the Doug who texted in about Willie Adamas. Let's talk about Willie now. And if you want to chime in, 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620, the Old National Bank talk and text line Old National Bank get old. Willie Adamas, revealed during his media availability with a smile on his face, just as charismatic as can be. I've said it before. I'd love to stay. I love the city. I love the fans. I love playing here. But then continued on when asked, hey, what about an extension? Have you guys had a conversation about it? We haven't had any conversations yet, quote. But I'm always list- always ready to listen to see what they have. I love it here. I wish I could stay here, end quote. What more could you want to hear from, from your superstar shortstop? He continued on saying, if you would like to start the conversation, hey, I'm always open. I'm always open, Adama's responded. I'm letting my agents handle that. I'm always open to talking. I'm willing to stay here. I want to stay here. We caught up with uh, the Brewers PR team, asked if Matt Arnold wanted to have the chance to respond to that. They declined to comment, which is totally fine within their prerogative. It is January 19th. There is a lot of time between now and the end of next season. Not this coming year. End of 2024 season when he would be an impending free agent. It doesn't need to happen tomorrow. It doesn't even need to happen this year. But if the rear is going to make it a move, it's probably going to happen the next 10 to 12 months, I'd have to imagine. Because I don't think he's going to get any cheaper, quite frankly. Uh, I, I really would love to see Willie Adamas. Now let's talk about what would the terms look like. What are we talking about? cash-wise. So there was an article written back in September on Fangraphs. I have cited Fangraphs over and over and over and over again. You should subscribe. I do. Willie Adamas, the future $150 million man. This was written by Michael Bauman. He's a great writer. Just comparing, this is before we knew about the Carlos Correa saga and Trey Turner's free agency uh, going to Philadelphia and Xander Bogart's getting all that money. But let me just lay it out here for you that Willie, when he enters free agency, he'll be 29 years old. Trey Turner just entered free agency at 29. Lindor, 29, but he's signed to a mega deal. Correa, now signed to a mega deal. Swanson, now signed to a mega deal. He's 28. Uh, Bogart's just signed to a mega deal. He's 30. Uh, Bichette's younger, and uh, Seager is uh, 28. He's already signed to a mega deal. When I look at contracts to compare... So Michael Bauman argued that maybe Adamas could be worth $25 million a year. He's one of the top shortstops in war since he came to the big leagues. Very under the radar, right? He is right behind Beau Bichette for war since the trade in 2021. That's really good company. Here are the guys ahead of him. Trey Turner, duh. Francisco Lindor, duh. Carlos Correa, duh. Dansby Swanson, duh. Xander Bogarts, duh. Then Bo Bichette. And I, quite frankly, if I had to choose right now, do I want Bo, do I want Willie? I want Willie. Willie's a better defender. Willie's going to have a better, you know, I think, aging curve than Bo Bichette, personally. I know Bichette's got the pedigree. I love the intangibles with Willie. Seriously, go look at Bo Bichette's defense. It's not pretty. It's not going to get any prettier this year, given the shift rules. And... You think about twenty-five million dollars a year when you're already paying Christian Yelich upwards of twenty million a year. The Brewers have to get it right, and that's why they're stepping into cold water. You look at the Javier Baez and Trevor Story deals, both six-year, hundred forty million dollar deals. Would you rather have Trevor Story or William Adamas or Trevor or uh, Javier Baez or William Adamas? I was looking into their numbers comparatively. Now, granted. Uh, right now, in their careers, and remember, Javier Baez had a terrible year this season. Looking at Javi Baez's career versus Willie Adams's career to this point. Javi's played in roughly double the games, just over 1,000. Willie's over 570. Of course, Javi's got more homers. Strikeout rates are alarmingly similar. Granted, that's really been expounded the last couple of years in Javi. But both of these players have a very similar strikeout rate. And you look at some of the other stuff. OPS, very, very similar. Adamas, granted, fewer games, is a better OPS. Very marginally, though. OPS plus. Adamus's career OPS plus is 111. And that includes his terrible seasons at the Trop. Whereas Baez's career OPS plus is 103. Anything over 100 is good. So 100 is league average. This is going to get interesting. Because now that Dansby Swanson just got paid by the Cubs... And Dansby getting 180 million, 14 million a year. I think that he's gonna get somewhere close to twenty million. It just depends on the length for Willie. He he's definitely now Swanson's deal is gonna escalate as well. You know, it's the one of the largest deals they've ever given to a position player, but twenty five million next year, then twenty seven million in the middle of the deal, then twenty six million at the end of the deal. So he will be above a twenty five million dollar player for the middle of it, but it'll all average out to about twenty five million. I mean, Willie's probably going to start the bidding there. I hope the Brewers figure it out. I want to get to the tech, uh, the call line here in Oshkosh. Charlie was there last night. Uh, I understand, Charlie, you didn't get in, uh, but I wanted to hear your thoughts on what you heard from the event and maybe what's going on with uh, the Brew Crew right now. You're on Brewers Weekly.
3: Hi, Dominic. Thanks for taking my call. Um, yeah, I drove down there, and uh, I didn't get in, but it was really nice to see... Um, Uh, what was it, Aaron Ashby and Garrett Mitchell came out to say hi to the people outside. There had to be I would guess at least 200, 250 um, and we never got in, but it's great to see the popularity I think it was a lot more people than they thought was going to come, so that was fantastic. And um, I like the pickup of the new third baseman Brian Anderson. Um, I might be wrong, but I just like Urias more at second. I think uh, his numbers... You know, 23 home runs a couple years ago looks fantastic second base compared to third base, but um, I just like him at second. I like Terang. I don't know what's going to happen there, um, but it'll be competition. Works out good in, in spring training. And um, I might be um, the only person on this because the way baseball is now, you've got to get these long-term, and I love Willie Adamas. But sometimes the long term contracts kind of scare me a little bit. I mean, um, I love Yelich, but you can see that's going to be kind of rough down the road. Lorenzo Kane, that last year or two was pretty rough. Um, it's, they're kind of tricky sometimes. And, um, um, I guess we'll see what happens there, but um, mm-hmm. I love Adamas, but I think he batted 236 with an on base at 298. Yeah. So, yeah,
1: uh, and he agree agrees. He agrees better. that that was a terrible year for him offensively. He he agrees with you on that. Don't worry, but I agree.
3: But that's the way baseball is going with the contracts, and I agree with you. And mm-hmm. you either gotta pay up or uh, pay the price that you fall behind. So yeah, yeah. But I love your show. Thanks, I'm going to take care.
1: Awesome. Thank you, Charlie. Thanks for hopping on here. Uh, we do got to take a break real quick. We'll unpack a lot of that, what Charlie just said. If you want to hop in, 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. The Old National Bank talking text line. Old National Bank. Get old. This is Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. This brought me back to Madden 07. Dang. Good cut there, Justin Pottinger producer today here on Brewers Weekly. We're with you till 9 o'clock, so we're with you till the top of the hour. Just got a great call a moment ago from Charlie talking about Brian Anderson, talking about Terrain and the future of the infield. Uh, Again, the Brian Anderson deal, no, not the announcer, Uh, Brian Anderson is not official yet, so we're going to pause on that. You never know after we learn with the Carlos Correa deal. Always pending a physical, right? Uh, But there is incentives laid into that contract if it does come to fruition. It looks like between him and Urias... They're going to try to figure out is Anderson going to be playing a handful at third. By the way, Anderson has reverse splits. He does not hit lefties well. So don't assume, you know, just because you got two righties in there, it's like, oh, what are they going to do? It's not going to be uh, I think a traditional setup. And the other thing, Bryce Tarang, if he is on the opening day roster, he's left-handed. So that's where the Brewers, you know, they love their platoons and it gives them the chance to move Urias to second base and have maybe uh or Maybe have Anderson or Toro at third on those days whenever there's a lefty on the mound, something like that. Uh, You have Owen Miller available too. So they got a lot to figure out in the infield aspect of things. But we'll wait for that to become an official deal as well. And Bryce Terrain, we've all said that we expect to see him this year. Even Craig Council agrees we expect to see him this season. So we just chatted about Willie. Let's talk about the future. I want to talk about the outfield. And I mentioned that Garrett Mitchell, he was a great hang last night. Also had Sal Freelich out there yesterday, and that was a lot of fun uh, for the fans to finally see the guy that, you know, a lot of folks are talking about, a former first-round pick out of Boston College. You know, he's he's my height. He's 5'9", but he's rock solid, and he's got one of the best strike zone awarenesses in all of minor league baseball. He's a spark plug. Slap the ball. Get on, you know, put it on the ground. Get running. He can fly. He's a freak athlete. And uh, it should be a lot of fun. So I want to play a couple of clips here yesterday, starting with Garrett Mitchell on soaking in what the last month was like for him.
2: Yeah, I mean it was amazing. I mean being able to be up here and help the team in, you know, whatever way I can. The the goal for me was just to come up and be electric and try to help win as many ball games as I could. Um after reflecting man, I you I feel like as a as a kid you you talk about so much, you know. I think the biggest one is the you know, bases loaded, you know, Two outs, two strikes, you know, that whole thing. You, you replay that moment in your head when you're a kid. It's like the, the most stereotypical backyard baseball thing you can ever think of, right? So I just think, like, when that moment happened, that was one of the, the craziest experiences of my life. But I just felt like in that moment more than just like, wow, I just did that. But it was like, no, I'm meant to be here. I'm meant to do things like this and, and uh, help impact the team. Yeah, don't leave out the point about, you know, demolishing the dreams of the Cubs, by the way, right? That was a pretty cool thing, too, right? <laughs> that, was awesome. that was awesome. Let's, let's, let's not leave that <laughs> out of the discussion. That was a very
4: important part
1: of the discussion, I think. That was a good little uh, callback there from Greg Matzik as well. But uh, Garrett Mitchell, he's going to be playing a lot. And you look at the outfield, I think it's going to be Yellich in left, Mitchell in center. Tyrone Taylor probably starts the season in right field. And then depending on performances of the guys in AAA between Sal and Joey, we may see Tyrone Taylor become... The fourth outfielder or on the trading block. So there's a lot of things to figure out between now and spring training, and even through spring training. How do they fit in? But this core that's arriving soon, this core of Garrett, Sal, Joey, Jackson Trudio, Bryce Tarang—they know that something is building here. When you two come up, obviously, when you make it to the big leagues, and you are already in the big leagues, we've got Joey down in AAA as well. You've got Bryce Tarang potentially being on the big league club this year. Have you guys had conversations anytime like coming up together, like realizing, man, this this could be us for a long time moving forward as a core moving forward for the Brewers? You, you can start south.
0: Absolutely. Um, I think especially when we were in AA with me, Garrett, and Joey, that's when we kind of realized we had something special. Um, and there's other guys too, like Bryce and, and a couple of names you said. It's it's a really good young core that we have, and we're really excited. Garrett.
2: It, yeah, I mean to piggy or to piggyback on that same thing. I mean, we were definitely talking about a lot during Double A is we call it the no fly zone in the outfield between me, Sal, and Joey. You know, trying to catch every ball and not letting it you know hit the ground. But I think you hear a lot, um, especially when you go through the minor leagues, that you know a lot of guys are you know trying to make their make their way up and make it to the big leagues and. You, know, you kind of wish bad upon others, and you know you, you want you, that's how it kind of works, but I feel like for me, Sal and Joey, we always just continue to push each other and want the best for each other, because at the end of the day we know that it could have been anyone in in that spot, you know, so I'm grateful that I got that opportunity, but this guy is going is going to show some people it, it's coming that's good no I think everybody's excited to see it. I'm very excited to see it. I have seen it. I
1: saw in a minor league camp last year, South Relic. There's some electricity there, just like Garrett Mitchell said. he wanted want to be electric coming up as well. So uh, that's a look ahead at the no-fly zone. Uh, I want to smile a little bit about the World Baseball Classic, and we'll get ready to wrap up with some prospect talk a little bit later on in the show. So we're with you until the top of the hour. You can text in. You can call in 855-616-1620, the Old National Bank talk and text line 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old. Catch more Brewers Weekly coming up on WTMJ. Getting ready for spring training less than a month away. This is Brewers Weekly. I'm Dominic Catronio. 855-616-1620. we one six twenty. We'll with you just for another 10 minutes or so. Want to talk some World Baseball Classic? Uh, we talked to Willie and to Freddie, both Dominican natives. Very proud of their home country and just wanted to find out what, what's their status with Team DR. Hey, Team DR in the building here. You know, yes, you guys sir. are World Baseball Classic coming around. You guys trying to figure out your role. You guys were just back home as well. I saw you guys were giving back to the kids. We saw Carlos Gomez was there, though, too. Go-Go was in the house. What was that event? How fun was that, giving back back home to the Dominican? It
0: was amazing. You know, I, I think we always do it every year. We, I mean, we do it separately. But this year we had an opportunity to do some stuff together. And it was, you know, it was great. Obviously, you know, it feels good to give back to the community and to the kids growing up in the Dominican. That's, you know, that's one thing that we always look forward to. Uh, to do and you know this year we have a we had a really good event and it went really well so I think we made a lot of kids happy in the DR. And Fred you had counsel with you too? Yes. he Did show him some, uh, some Dominican hospitality? Yeah we we showed him
4: some little teams that he probably never see before. Okay. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Craig? That's, <Yeah>. good. <laughs> yeah. that's good.
4: So we we all have fun together. Uh, it was a special like see him and his song over there. And we had good time. We had fun.
1: It was fun. It was great. So let's talk fun. World Baseball Classic. <laughs> to Team Dominican Republic, Tony Pena is going to manage them. They're freaking loaded, man. I, I mean, I, if I had to guess right now who's going to be in the final, give me Team DR versus Team Japan. I, I, I don't know how anybody is going to beat these teams. And even if they have the choice, if they even want Freddie Peralta, if they even want Willie Adamas. Right. What? That's just insane how much they love this event. Even Venezuela's team's solid. And here's how the groups shake out. Uh, looking at the, uh, the groups, Team USA is in the group in Phoenix. So if you're coming to spring training, you'll see Team USA. You'll see Devin Williams on Team USA. They're in the group with Mexico. And you'll see Luis Urias and Rowdy Tellez on that team. Colombia. Canada. And Great Britain are in that group. Two in each group get to move on. And so you play, you know, four games. Best of the records move on. Tiebreakers head-to-head. The Dominican group is the group of death. It is Puerto Rico, Venezuela, Dominican Republic. Only two of those three can move on. Israel and Nicaragua. So thanks for playing Israel and Nicaragua, but you're going to be out. Then on the other side of of the Pacific, in Taiwan, we'll have Chinese Taipei. Netherlands, Cuba, Team Italy, and Panama. And then in Japan, at the Tokyo Dome, you've got Japan, Korea, Australia, China, and the Czech Republic. All this gets going uh, March 8th through 15th. Uh, You've got the one pool in Phoenix. So if you go down there, you can check out those games. Otherwise, the rest of the bracket will be pretty much done in Miami where the finals will be. So uh, Brewers trying to figure out if they're going to have guys on Team DR. We will wait and see. Uh, Let's wrap up the show with a look at the new prospect rankings and some great news for the Brew Crew. That's coming up on the other side of this break. All right, let's get ready to wrap things up here. Just a few more minutes left here in the show talking prospects and the great news we got this week. Baseball America, the authority of rankings and prospects in the minor leagues. I know I talked about Fangraphs. Subscribe to You should also subscribe to Baseball America, one of the best magazines for baseball out there, including college baseball coverage as well. Uh, They put out their top 100. And quite frankly, it's, you know, I I personally, it's, you know, threading a needle, or just very, very nitpicky to choose between MLB.com and Baseball Americas. Uh, I personally like Baseball Americas, but I digress. Jackson Chudio is the number three prospect in baseball. He's 18 years old. He made it to Double A at the end of last season. And the write-up on him was very flattering. Loud tools, prodigious power, great speed, the chance to be the face of the Brewers franchise. Here's where it gets better. The two guys ahead of him. Gunnar Henderson and Corbin Carroll. They will be in the big leagues this year at the start of the year. They are going to have their, they're going to graduate out of the prospect lists, which means at some point in May, the Brewers, the Milwaukee Brewers, the number one prospect in all of baseball will be a Brewers position player, not a pitcher, a position player, an outfielder. That should be very, very, very exciting. Sal Relic is in the top 40 as well. He's at number 32. And a couple of riders also added in some uh, you know personal top 50s where they wanted to add in a few more guys. A lot of folks are really high on uh, the Brewers Jefferson Caro, the the young catcher in the Brewers organization. They're very excited to see what he can do this season. Uh, a lot of folks still are believers in Weimer, just felt like he was crunched just because there's so much talent around him in uh, the top 100. So It's coming, guys. It's really coming. Bryce Terang was also squeezed out of it this year too. So there are reinforcements coming. I know folks are frustrated about the lack of free agency moves, but this is this is a team that's going to look different next year. And you know, for a team that was good, not great, they're not coming. They're not running it back per se. They are trying to do something new, and that's all you can ask, right? They went out, got Jesse Winker, got William Contreras. Look like they're going to get Brian Anderson. They've got Owen Miller, Abraham Toro. They've got some help in the back end of the bullpen. Let's let it play out. We're less than a month away from really learning more about this team down in the Valley of the Sun in Phoenix, Arizona. My thanks once again to everybody who came out last night to Dugout 54. My advice to you, if you want Brewers on Deck back, if you I heard that a lot. If you want Brewers on Deck back and you're a season ticket holder, if you've got a package, tell your ticket rep. Tell the Brewers, hey, love Dugout 54, would love to do Brewers on Deck. They'll hear you, I promise. Thank you to Justin Pottinger, our producer. I'm Dominic Catronio. Thank you for listening. Keep on swinging.